to the Golf Barons podcast, Tenuous Links, a golf pun we're not only incredibly proud of, but one we're also sure to emulate. Let us careen through bloviated opinions on all things golf, some outrageous innovation ideas to speed up the game, a few laughs, and an historical retelling of an iconic golf moment. Time to add some swagger to your swing. And welcome to Tenuous Links. We're here on location at Royal Melbourne Golf Club for the President's Cup. Phil, wonderful to have you here again. Hello, Damon. Great to be here. Apologies for any background noise, but it's we're live and on location. Well, we're not live, but we are on location. We are on location. We're, we're at least recording live anyway. But yeah, well, we were ourselves. speaking live when we were recording. We've got our uh, special guest in here today. Let's not leave him sitting in the sitting over there by himself, Phil. Bring him in. Guy Matthews from City, Head of Corporate Affairs. Guy, welcome to the podcast. How good is it to be on the podcast? How are you, fellas? Welcome, Guy. I'm going well. Phil, are you well? Tenuous links. I'm ready to be as tenuous as possible. He's one of the more tenuous people you'll meet. Let's get straight into it, boys. Hates. Let's get it out the way. Out the way, nice and early. Phil, have you got something that you're hating this week? Damien, easy one for me this week. I hate bad camera angles. Bad camera angles. I hate bad camera angles. They cost people a lot of integrity. They bring into question their sportsmanship and their ability to call themselves for penalties. Bad camera angles. I'm Surely, fe- I'm feeling like this is a Patrick Reed reference very early on in the potentially podcast. Potentially not, but potentially is. Bad camera angles can cost people a lot of money, a lot of sponsorship dollars, and all the camera crews needed to do was to be in the right spot. Couldn't do it. Are you suggesting he's a little bit Zoolander-like, that he can't turn left? That can only be filmed from the right. Damien, in every podcast, there's words that I was not expecting. And this is going back to the Alpine Ibex. I didn't expect Zoolander or Hansel. I didn't expect them to come up today. But, yeah, he can't. That's right. Some cameramen just cannot get the left angle. They can only get the right angle. It wasn't Joe the cameraman, was it? Not the same guy that was Well, I don't think he could. He, he didn't look like he could throw, so I think he might be right. I mean, what camera angles are they looking for? Like a vertical camera angle right above it with the drone? Is that how they oh. – how else would you – It's controversial. This is a very controversial start from our more, special guest. From is that what we want? Oh, no, sorry, this is a hate. More drones. More. Yeah, no, we can't get into what we love because drones are not photos. Hashtag. You and your hashtags, Phil, leave them alone. Yeah, that's not a bad one. We do – that's a good hate. It's a good hate. Can you have a good hate? We can. We can. Because we're golf parents. We make well, it work. Well, for me, my hate wedges – that are just made too wide and too thick, Phil. This is the problem. Poor, poor old Patrick Reed. His wedge was just a bit big. I mean, work with me. Give me something. <laughs> I'm trying to help him out. <laughs> are you saying the groove in the back of his wedge was purpose-built? There were two grooves too many on that thing. Two grooves too many. He's a misunderstood character. Is there a reason that they call his wedge the shovel? Oh, no, that was Cooch's wedge, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Cooch. No, that was oh, Cooch's no, fingers. No, no, his controversial. Fingers we won't go there. Guy, do you have anything you particularly hate? Any hates? You know what I hate? I hate people hating on Melbourne's weather. You know, people come in from overseas or Sydney, they think they've got the weather and they come in. Yesterday was like 38 degrees, today's probably 18. That's the best, right? You know, I'm wearing a puffer jacket today. I think it's fantastic in the middle of summer to be able to dress up like this. I just thought it was because we were near the bay, Guy, that you were wearing the puffer jacket. Haters on Melbourne's weather. It's absolutely resplendent puffer jacket too, one of the finest you'll find. I did like the Tiger Woods quote when he was asked about the weather head of the President's Cup. And they said, well, it is 38 and tomorrow it is going to be 20 and potentially rain. Yeah, that's Melbourne. But everyone saw that as a that's Melbourne as a negative guy to your point. What he was saying is that's one of the other great things about Melbourne. One of the many, many, how many are we up to? We, how many, many what? Great things about Melbourne. Oh, there's a lot of great things about Melbourne. Yeah, well, well here, here's the thing. Only people from Melbourne should be allowed to bag the Melbourne weather. That's where I come from. <laughs> Hashtag. Got to be from what Melbourne. What hashtag? You can't just say I have hashtag. To. You have to follow it with something, well, Phil. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I said 
hashtag got to be from Melbourne. It, I mean, otherwise I would have done a no deal. It's a you? long hashtag, Phil. Anyway, Damien, enough of the hate. Enough of the hates. Enough of the hates. We're done with those. Love. Talk well, to me about love. Well, let's start. Why don't we start with Guy? He's, he's the guest in the, oh. in the studio. Not, the what, studio? not who. What do you love, Guy? What are you loving this week? That's probably. Well, you know what I love? I love players that even though they're professionals, probably got millions of dollars in prize money giving back to the game. So I'll give an example. Cameron Smith, one of our brand ambassadors. Oh, we love Smithy. This week. Yeah. Yep, Smithy. Three votes. So we, we had a corporate day the other day. He came and gave back to our the sponsors, good clients, but every year he goes back to his the course where he started his game. I think it's Montema in Brisbane and plays with the kids up there. I think he just arrived from a flight from the US straight down to see the kids play and, you know, they love him up there. Another couple of guys who are giving back as well, Jack Wilson and his caddy Riz. I don't know yep. whether you guys know yep. him or know them. I watched him at the Australian Open the other day and, you know, he's wearing the Luke the Duck yellow outfit yep. and there are a few kids also wearing the, the Jared Lyle hats and, you know, he saw them on the green, just gave them the balls, made those kids day, and, and he's also going to be shaving off those famous dreadlocks for challenge, during yeah, the week yeah. of the PGA. For challenge supporting kids with cancer, which is our favourite Look, people to support. People yeah. like that giving back to the game, and it's really important that you need people like that to, to grow. Very good. I like that. I like, he's good. He's better he's than good. us. <laughs> That's right. We have our new special, permanent special guest. Yes. Damon, have you got a love? Have I got a love, Phil? This is not, nothing too exciting, so to speak, of, but I just love being back at events, big events like the President's Cup. If Watching this stuff on TV, and we obviously we watch events every week on TV, it's one thing to see it and go, yeah, that's a pretty cool event, to be in and amongst it and, and amongst the crowd. I, I absolutely love it. I think it's, it's fantastic. And especially, I mean, this is not an everyday event, the President's Cup, but it is one hell of a tournament. And touching on what, what Guy just said, having these players – Doing it for nothing other than representing their countries and supporting charities is its a really nice thing, I think. I think that is the worst-kept secret of the President's Cup, and I only heard it yeah. – maybe I only heard it clearly at the media day when they said, this is a charity event, yeah. and I think they should be promoting the hell out of it. Isn't it around 50 mil or something? Yeah, I think it's over 49.1 the... million. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, which is absolutely extraordinary. No prize money, nothing else. It's all, it's it's all for charity. And I think that fact should be up in lights a little bit more. Absolutely. Because no. it's, it's really fantastic. And can I throw out there also that team events, I love team events, Phil. You know I'm a team man. I You're a Jensen's man events. is what you are. Oh, What's that? They, are they You're playing Jensen's, Jensen's this week? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is it four In fact, there should be four-ball yeah. forces oh, Jensen's. Be. Actually, that is ge- that's a game changer. We should uh, yeah. have a word to the commissioner later on. Well, I can assure you of the three of us standing here, there's only one of us who can get in front of the commissioner, and Damien, sadly, it's not you. The golf barons aren't welcome. All right, I'll see you. I can put a word for the chance. <laughs> so do what you do what you can. Philip, you're a lover. What have you got this week? Come on, I've seen you smiling the last couple of days. I do love my love remains for Ernie Els, and not so much the man and everything he does for autism and everything else. We were talking about giving back to charity. It's this rhythmic swing. Oh my god! Yep. It's this unbelievably smooth movement of a golf club that makes you insanely jealous but understand exactly how easy the game could be. I just love watching it. The first time I saw Ernie was actually out here at Royal Melbourne, saw him live, what was it, 2011, I guess, for the last last President's Cup. And I remember just seeing, I thought he was actually having a practice swing. He was on the tee and because it's so smooth, it's ridiculous how smooth his swing is. It's effortless. And I went, ah, okay, all right, I get it all now. You know, you'd heard all about it, how wonderful his swing was and how smooth he was for years and years and years. And then you, when you see it in the flesh, you go, oh, okay, I get it now. He's a swinger, not a hitter. No question. And even Louis, you look at Louis, uh, don't have a go at me about saying his name, but Louis Ustazen has a, a similar rhythm, but nothing is as smooth. There's, there's no one ever, maybe Freddie Couples has been the only one that I'm aware of in the history of the game yeah. that's been as smooth. Mm. 
Oh, no, Guy's got a pretty smooth swing on him. I don't know. I've got some video of me having a hit on the 44 million yard challenge saying it didn't look as good as I think I did. (laughs) Guy does have a couple of equipment challenges, not that we're going to get into gear effects, but his driver does appear to be square. Oh, dear. Oh, no, not one of those. But that's okay. We'll work on that. We can, we can, over, we can overcome that at some there. stage. Ping? <laughs> yeah, no, we good support that. Ping, ping are good. Ping yeah, look after no, no, us. No. Well, I seem to use it for the first time with good effect. And in fact, that's how happy people Thank are with guys. ping. They even applauded it. <laughs> yeah, I love my square driver out there. <laughs> Have we told the listeners where we are right now? Why is there clapping? You are far better at this than we are, Guy. We are currently perched above the 14th green, 14th green. at Royal Melbourne Composite. We're in the City Lounge, thanks to our very dear friends at City. You know, just because I've got to do the right thing. Guy is standing here and he's produced more content than we have so far. Looking directly onto the green and enjoying watching players come up. Not filming them, mind you, because that would be a breach of our... It's as good a spot you're going to find. ...media regulations, but it is a magnificent spot. Yeah, it is. It's as good as you're going to find on the course. And this is going to be jam-packed on the weekend. It'll be open on Wednesday for practice through to the final day on Sunday. And anyone in the city car can get in and bring a guest. But it's, you know, one of the, the, the premium spots on the whole course. I think it'll be a real turning point for some of the matches around the 14th hole. So the competition coming through here and kind of the mood and the vibe of the people in the, the, the lounge is going to be fantastic. There's, there's a good chance you'll actually see a lot of the events, a lot of the, F- finishing sorry, matches the finish here. So this could be the absolute key That's spot. So hang over the balconies, you might catch a ball. You might catch a ball from one of the balconies, you just never know. <laughs> you think Tiger's going to hit a few thin ones? But one of the main things, one of the main reasons that we've brought Guy along other than talent and conversation is we normally move on to a topic called Game Changers. And as we always talk about, for both of our listeners, they know that we've been on a bit of a, a bugbearer. Certainly, I've been on my hobby horse about this idea of growing the game and a hashtag hobby grow horse the game. Or a high horse, Phil? Is it a high hobby horse? Being you? I have a high horse and a hobby horse. That's uh, that a very a good point. <laughs> yeah, on many factors, I'm confused, and you've just pointed out another one, guy. I was hoping to get away with it, but the reality is, is growing the game has to be said, and it has to be more than words. And there's a lot that people can learn about the game of golf. And so, one of the reasons that we brought Guy along was to discuss a fantastic program that that City are getting involved with. And Guy, at this point in time, I'll let you discuss it and then we'll talk about some of the the key elements behind it. Thanks, Phil. I I think you're referring to the first tee. Is that right? Or is there something else we're doing that I don't know? He's smart. I like this guy. He's switched on. Look, the first tee, it's been around for just over 20 years and it started in the US. And it's about using the the great game of golf to to impart some core values and life skills onto, onto young people, in particular young people from perhaps a disadvantaged background that may not get to, to play the great game like, like all three of us did growing up. So we're really, really excited to be to bringing the first tee to Australia. So we've been the proud sponsors of, of the President's Cup since 2009. And this is the second time we've sponsored it here in beautiful Melbourne. So I wanted to leave a, a legacy of, of the sponsorship behind and you know, doing that through the establishment of the first tee. Fantastic. Now, one of the things about the first tee, and it becomes a little bit topical, because there are nine core values nine. that nine the first tee discuss, and potentially ten by the end of this conversation, but there are nine core values that the first tee discusses. And the approach that we thought we'd take this week was not so much discussing the upside of the nine core values, was potentially discussing what the value was and the anti-value. And the people have embraced the opposite <laughs> of the core values in the oh, game dear. of golf. Purely as personal story... Has this been cleared with legal? Uh. No, nothing's cleared with legal oh, when it comes no. to the podcast, but <laughs> be it personal story, be it something we might have witnessed, I don't know, somewhere exotic like the Bahamas or in Europe on the European tour or pretty did, well anywhere else. did read something about that. Oh. So, Guy, what's the number one or the, the – not number one in ranking, but what is the first well, core value? The nine core values, if I can remember them in no particular order, honesty, <laughs> integrity, sportsmanship, respect, confidence – 
responsibility, perseverance, courtesy, and judgment. Some of those may sound a bit similar, but look, my favourites are probably honesty and integrity. I think they go together. And speaking of exotic locations, Anglesey Golf Course. Oh, hang on. This is a, <laughs> we have a story. Road. A friend of ours, actually, Phil, when I was growing up, we played there. I think it was me and him, and he will remain nameless. I think we were playing with my brother and one of my brother's friends. Anyway, so this person landed in the bunker, greenside bunker on the 10th hole, usually surrounded by kangaroos, that hole. Anyway, so the other players couldn't see. They were on the other side of the fairway. All of a sudden, you know, ball comes out. Sand comes out with it and it rolls into the hole. And I look over and I see this person, you know, the club's nowhere to be found. He's just got some sand in his hand and <laughs> thrown out the ball and it's gone in. So Legal. there was not a lot of honesty and integrity there. But what made it even worse is he lauded it up, just telling everyone how good he was to be chipping it in from the bunker for a bit. Oh, no, he didn't and walk the, away. Uh, the other guys didn't know. So that's an example of perhaps not living the core values of the first tee, although this person probably wouldn't have made it into the first tee. He doesn't quite have a disadvantaged background, but that stuck to me. Listen up, kids. Don't do that. Although it's a good throw. I mean, if we, again, great, we're trying to look at the upside of it. That's a yeah. pretty good throw, isn't it? Has he had any shoulder reconstructions of late? Or? Oh, I don't know. It's not Joe the cameraman, is it? It wasn't Joe the cameraman. But, yeah, maybe, maybe a, another commandment or core value could be arm strength or, or, <laughs> foot, or good use of the foot wedge. Thou shalt throw properly. Yeah, I think we just through. claim winter rules, though, don't we? I mean, we did bring up Judge Smales last time, and he is the classic one for my life. For honesty, I mean, he, I know we discussed it last time, but anyone who's happy to say put me down for a five when he's had at least eight, unacceptable. Just on the put me down for five, Phil, I was up at Coolum for an old event that we used to have, the PGA. Well, not Pre-dinosaurs. Yeah, pre-dinosaurs. No, it was pre-dinosaur. That's how long ago it was. And playing in the media day, and opposition media these days, actually, I won't – name who they were, but yeah, I counted seven and it could have been eight shots on a hole and the old put me down for a five oh, to think that the media are dictating to other people about being honest in this game. I actually have a feeling he's written something about Patrick Reed, but anyway, I'll let that one slide because legal is having a conniption. Legal has just fainted. I think that this element of honesty, and it did come up, and this is why I hate bad camera angles. It's all about yeah, him. Because angle bad camera angles bring honesty and integrity. And in fact, guys, we go down the list Here's what they bring into question. They bring honesty. They bring integrity. They bring sportsmanship into question. They bring respect into question. Responsibility, perseverance. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't support that. Uh, courtesy or judgment. So it actually brings all those into question. But let's look at the upside. But, well, hang on. Shouldn't the 10th core value be good camera angles? We've got good throwing. We're, so we're going to have to have camera a vote. We've got yeah. good throwing, good camera angles. And mulliganism. Uh, which we haven't even touched on yet. Or at least the mulligan and authentic, off the tee. And authentic. fault. Authentic. The Phil fault off the tee. That's what we need. The Phil fault. I think Phil too. I think every player should be allowed to have Phil too. But one thing, and I'm not referring to Patrick Reid at all, because I could have been it. referring to another player on the US team that had an incident in Europe that was also discussed, but legal advised me that I shouldn't be talking about that yeah, anymore. No, don't talk about Cooch. But if we talk about the positives of Patrick Reid, Mm. Because we are on a mission. Look, we are on a mission here, Guy. I don't don't know if you've noticed, Guy, but we're on a bit of a mission to make Reed great again. Hashtag Murga. Hashtag Murga. Yeah. Has been going crazy. It's been going nuts. Crazy. Crazy. In fact, the number of looks that we're getting with our Make Reed Great Again hats whilst being down the Prisons Cup is extraordinary, and some of them even from people who like them. But one thing that he oozes and embraces and probably over-embraces Confidence. from a first tee point of view to the point where he's allowed to – he buys extra credits to then be able to come back and not have to do the others so much. Is that how right. it works? 
I don't think that's how it works, but I think Patrick does write his own rules. So Are you going with confidence? I'm going with confidence. So you're saying because he's so uber confident that he's allowed to be be. a little less truthful. Everyone is 10 points. So every one of the values is surely 10 points. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. So it's a total of 90 points. But with confidence, he's been able to negotiate his way up to 31. He's got some confidence. He's got 31. So much confidence that he could even say that the camera angle showed it too clearly how he was just removing some of those. uh, Twice. Larger, the larger grains of sand. To be fair, that was he's a little bit misunderstood. The larger grains of sand was that was Cooch. Cooch, yeah, right. But he was Patrick was because it's slow play. Slow play is a problem. It was just moving lots of big grains. Yeah, it was slow play is a problem. So he's trying to speed up the game. He's solving two problems. Speed the game. Surely, (laughs) have I gone with one hashtag too many? There's a lot of there's a lot of hash tagging going on here, Phil. So Patrick Reed has been caned for trying to speed the game up. Is that what you're suggesting, Dave? That's what I'm suggesting very tenuously that that may have been what he was doing. Well, in that case, Damien, we're a team. So we are suggesting. Okay. Now, He's just misunderstood. Misunderstood. When we kept misunderstood, confidence through the roof, mm-hmm. he gets a tick. Yep. How many of these does a young person need to have? He probably to- ticks that one too, doesn't he? What's it? Perseverance, that's one of them. Yeah, he, he did it more than once. Oh, he did know it a few what? times. By the end of this conversation, Guy, I think you might have a new marquee player because I noticed that you've got Ricky Fowler – you know, talking a lot about first tee program and Sergio yeah. Garcia talking about the first tee program. We love Ricky. Justin. We do love Ricky. Yeah, Justin yeah. Thomas yeah. as well. And again, as you said, Cam Smith would be a fantastic answer. Sorry, is Cam Smith Australia's Ricky Fowler? Just throwing it out there. Jeez, I haven't heard that before. But wow. Very similar. Ricky, Ricky very similar characters, giving back in a big way. I think they'd both be happy with that. I think they'd, yeah. they'd both well, say, you know Rick, what, if Ricky I'm like is him, the US's Cam Smith. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're in, a, <laughs> yeah. You're in Australia in Melbourne. He is, yeah. Ricky is oh, I think a US Cam Smith. like it. That's the way you should put it. Well, then we will embrace That's our next hat. Wow. It's a lot to fit What's on that. Can you make, make it Ricky Cam again? Make Ricky Cam again. <laughs> make no. Ricky Cam. Hang on. There's, we're going to go somewhere that legal is again. It, uh, woke up, find it again. It doesn't flow off the yeah. Uh, but the first T, I think the first T program is going to be fantastic. So is that when is that launching in Australia? So it's launching in 2020. We've done a couple of pilots at a local school near here, Caram Downs. And, you know, we're essentially looking at areas where golf probably hasn't been a choice of the kids going through there. So whether it be, you know, a refugee or a migrant background, you know, people are perhaps not always exposed to the great game that, that we know and love. So through that game, given the values, hopefully they can get a step up and lead them to either a great job or further education, you know. That's a, that's a pretty noble goal, and if we can do that, you know, we'll make a real difference. And sorry to put you on the spot, but how do they get more information about the First Tee program? You what? will be able – hopefully the media will cover it extensively after our launch this afternoon, but it's also available on the, the President's Cup website. There will be some information around the First Tee. And, yeah, and we'll the first org as well will have info, hopefully, as well. The first the Thefirsttee.org. Thefirsttee.org is the global site, and hopefully uh, as we're starting to, to launch the local chapter here, there will be a, an Australian page in there, so we'll be able to learn all about it and uh, how to engage with it and, and play. It really is a fantastic program, isn't it? And it's so good to see it being brought you, out to Australia as well. Yeah, you, you do speak to some of the pros. Well, I don't speak to the pros, but when you hear some of the pros talk about the first tee, they all know it and they all love it. And I think a number of the Junior President's Cup players might have come through the program as well. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a fantastic initiative and really happy to be bringing here to Australia. Around a game that we love and we do love the game of golf. Now, normally at this point in time, we move on to a couple of different areas such as gear effect or otherwise, but we want to go straight to golf dreaming because whilst we're lucky enough to have a special guest, Guy from City, we wanted to know, Guy, if there is somewhere that you would either love to go or have been that you can just annoy us or taunt us with your experiences. Well, a place I'd love to go is in the 70s. I wish I could be hitting uh, break 80, which is my best score. But in terms of a physical place that I dream about playing is in Japan. I spent a long time in Japan and there's a course 
that has some of the best views of Mount Fuji over there called Taiheyo Club in Gotemba. And I don't know whether you remember back, I think it's 2001, they had a World Golf Championship, which is now the World Cup. And Tiger teed up with David Duval, Adam Scott, Aaron Baddeley, BJ Singh played, Ratif and Ernie, you know, some of the best players in golf all came together in that team format. And, you know, a mate of ours, Ian, and I went down, caught the train down to Shizuoka and, and went there. It's just a, is he, has he just settled into this name-dropping, course-dropping? It's a stunning course. <laughs> Half of the holes have beautiful views of Mount Fuji. And playing around that area, what you don't realise, you know, Mount Fuji is a volcano, but it has the grains of the green apparently all slope towards Mount Fuji. So if it looks like it's flat or going one way and you think you're going to hit it that way, the caddy is saying, no, no, hit it this way because the grain's going into Mount Fuji. Wow. So Mount Fuji becomes the ocean. Yeah. Always There's hit- a hat. There you go because you always follow the, you know, towards the ocean. It always breaks towards the ocean. always breaks towards Mount Fuji. Yeah, We're creating a great assortment of hats here because so Fuji, Fuji becomes the there. ocean. Play there with a the caddy so she can read the greens for you because my putting's <laughs> bad enough as it is. But if it's going the wrong way, <laughs> someone, to blame. So, someone to Gautemba, blame. Taiheo Club Gautemba, if you like Mount Fuji like I do. That's a fantastic experience. Fantastic. Awesome. Phil, I've got one for you. Not a dreaming. I'm jumping around a little bit here, but I've just been thinking something that I'm not sure you've read the latest Baron's Life issue. Do you like that cover? I, Come on, tell me you liked it. You like Love. It. Thank you. But one of the funnier things that I discovered whilst writing some of the articles in there or the main, the cover story, was how much American presidents love golf. And we're here at the President's Cup, so I thought it might be quite a good one to, good. to talk about. Hey, hey. Good. Nothing tenuous about that. Link. You're stepping up to guys, standard. No, that's a bit, that's a bit strong. But who, here's one for you. So of the American presidents, I mean, obviously we know the current president plays a fair bit of golf, is involved quite a bit in golf. Who, though, do you think would be – sorry, first, how, how averse are you at American presidencies? Do you know, you know enough of them, surely. You've been around long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you think would have been or played the most? I am thinking perhaps uh, Gerald Ford. Or- ah, that's actually – okay. No, that's good by you. It's, it's almost like you've read the article and you're pretending you haven't. But <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Ford, really good golfer. You wouldn't have picked it. Was he friends with Bob Hope by any chance? He was, Phil. Also in the article, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> Some of the stories around presidents playing golf are magical. I love that. We would love to have – have a leader of our country that would actually. Do you reckon uh, Scomo play plays golf? golf? Or I'm not sure he does. Uh, Scomo doesn't sure play he golf. Does. Malcolm would have played golf, wouldn't he? No, Malcolm gets invited to corporate days and doesn't make it to the first yeah. tee. No, what, Bill, whoever Bill Malcolm is, Bill couldn't play. Uh, couldn't play golf because it's too much of a rich man's game. Wow, hey, we're digging deep now. We are. So I just think it's it's kind of when we're talking about the core values of golf, and we know that's throughout golf. We all try to uphold, you know, the etiquette and all the rest of it. Having the leader of your country doing it, I don't know. I think it actually sets a good tone. North Korea, yeah, sixteen holes in one or something, wasn't it? <laughs> so yeah, look, things- look, Phil, there are holes in the story. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say this, and this is showing my self promotion on behalf of golf parents, but when you read the latest issue of Barron's Life and about the presidents who played golf. Some of the imagery, the thing that I loved the most was some of the images of these past presidents and otherwise, and particularly, you know, going back to the day, it, absolutely magnificent. So it is one of the, the best reads and it is a magazine, as we keep talking about, as a digital magazine, it has to be savoured. It's not a, I'll read it on my phone and try and get through it quickly. This magazine should be savoured. So I'm, speaking of presidents, and I forgot to mention before, George H. Bush, I think, was the founding chairman, perhaps, of the first tee, and now oh, the current chairman, yeah. honorary chairman, is George W. Bush. Mm-hmm. I would love to have said 
He's going to be attending the launch here, but I don't think he's going to be here this afternoon. But, you know, how good are the bushes and, you know, giving back to the game? And not from, to mention the, the Walker Cup is also yeah. um, grandfather, grandfather George, I think, yeah, from memory. George, yeah. It's, so the older older George W. H. Bush. H. H. Sorry, it's confusing for us because <laughs> we don't name our kids after ourselves. But Although little Damien does send his regards. But, yeah, no, absolutely. That, the family has done so much for golf and they're still well and truly invested in it. And, yeah, yeah. I think it's a fantastic. So, I mean, I don't know whether you saw the footage back in 2017 in the President's Cup at Liberty. So you had Bush, Clinton and Obama. All, all playing together. Out, palling yeah. it up. And then uh, I think one of the days Donald came in and, you know, he wasn't hanging out with them. But, you know, the fact that you get four living presidents attending the golf game. It's pretty, pretty special, special, isn't it? Well, there was word at one stage that, and it may have been dropped inadvertently by Shane Warne, that they were going to be playing when they had the celebrity international team yeah, yeah. against the US team. It was going to be Clinton and Barack Obama, but turned out to be misguided. So I'm not sure we're actually lucky enough to have a past president with us this week, because I think if we did, there'd be a hell of a lot more black cars with they, bulletproof glass. They may surprise us, but you never know. Maybe they're Fingers just crossed. trying See to See if we can get one of these hats on someone. And make the make, make read great again. Make that, read great again. I mean, if you get that on the noggin of Patrick Reed, that would be special. That's right. Well, it's a mission. So, I mean, that sounds like a mission for us. All right, Phil. Well, I know it's been a little bit shorter and sharper than usual today, but we've been out, out and about. First things first, Guy, thank you so much for stepping in. And, uh, Absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. It was fantastic. Good job with the name dropping, the course dropping, a bit of golf dreaming, and actually trying to bring some sensibility to what we do. You might be invited back at this stage. Probably weekly. And make sure that if you uh, do have a city card, you get down and visit Mark here. the Lounge on the 14th green. On the 14th green. Get out here, show your card, come in and have an awesome President's Cup experience.